Hey guys, and welcome to season four of the Yes People podcast. I'm your host, Savia Rox, and in this season, we get to remember and reminisce back in time with some of our guests like... Hey, we are Entity, and you're listening to... The Us People podcast with Savia Rox. Hey, my name is Stephen Ridley, and you're listening to the Us People podcast with the lovely Savia Rox, keeping it positive. Hi, my name is James Green. I'm a TV presenter, sports reporter, and journalist. Hi, this is Joy Langley, and I'm the author of Navigating Stress. Hey, this is Travis Glossop. I am a creative radio producer for KISS FM. And you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. We highlight the strengths of our cultures, talking about diversity and inclusion and speaking out loud and proud about who we are. I was never that good. I was I was determined. I had a love for the sport and that always fueled me. But uh, arriving into London and kind of uh, growing up in a really difficult situation, trying to know uh trying to kind of make sense of my life with my you know with at home and not being accepted by by you know you know by the people around me because there was in the 60s there was tremendous racism growing up in london it's great it's great uh, i'm glad because i didn't i'll be honest i didn't really work that hard at uni so it was good to leave uni and and really like get on it you know really like because i also as a person i think i value I value productivity. A lot of people live to work. I think I am one of the work to live guys, but because my work is amazing, that's all right with me. You know, so as a person, I, I go to bed happy when I've had a productive day. We've also saved the best till last by honoring another artist and showcasing their talent as our new theme song with none other than your host, Savia Rocks, featuring in their song. So guys, enjoy, stay creative, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. Let's go. Hey, I'm Lex. I build businesses with lasers, and you're listening to the Us People podcast with Savia Rocks. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask People Podcast. I'm your host, Savia Rox, and today I have the beautiful Lex here with me, who is the owner of Keychain Collective. Lex, thank you so much for coming on the Ask People Podcast. How are you? I'm good, doing good. Thank you. I like it. You're relaxed. I like this. This is cool. <laughs> so, Lex, my first question for you is, could you tell me about yourself and your background of where you grew up and how that influenced you to be the person who you are today? I grew up in a small town called Yucaipa in Southern California. Uh, it's a small town right below the mountains, which is pretty nice. Um, we're super close to Big Bear, and we have um, mountains right next to us. We have the beach right next to us. The uh, snow, everything is about an hour away, so it's been really cool growing up here. That sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty cool. So let's talk more about you. I would love to get to know Lex more. Lex, can you define yourself as a person, but also who you see when you look in the mirror but on the flip side of that question has there ever been a time when you have looked in a mirror and not recognized the person staring back at you how did you manage to go from one transition 
to the next of being the person that you want to be? Um, if I were to describe myself, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a father to two boys. I'm a husband, a business owner, entrepreneur, um, someone that's just always trying to learn, do more, give more. Uh, I, I try to do my best with, you know, showing gratitude and growing more as a person daily. No, oh, that sounds definitely cool. Has there ever been a time, how has it been for you? Have you ever looked in the mirror and not really recognized who you are? Or, or has life been tough on you at times where you thought to yourself, should you keep going? Um, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that there's ever been a time where I don't really recognize myself in the mirror. I, I do have conversations the needed conversations as I grow um, more as a person. So I think it's great to reevaluate yourself through the mirror and, you know, take an audit on self as well. Um, I do that often. Um, not that what I'm looking at or who I'm looking at, not that that doesn't represent me, but sometimes when you feel that, you know, if I'm in a funk or if, you know, something's not going as well as I want it to, I can assess why that might be happening and maybe try to gear my mindset or gear what I'm doing more so um, in that direction after I can kind of navigate through it and, and, and realize that who I'm looking at in the mirror maybe isn't my best self. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, I could think that. No, I totally understand that. So let's talk about how... Let's talk about this in actually a different way. What is a day like? Before I get into what you do, I would love to know what a day is like in Lex's life. From when you wake up in the morning to when you're being creative or doing whatever you feel you need to do during the day. I know that most probably your days are always different. But what is a day like in Lex's life? Uh, I'm, I'm very structured. In my days, uh, I kind of have to be like, I am a very creative person. Uh, I do have to have those creative outlets uh, daily, but I am pretty structured for the most part. Uh, right now, I've been waking up at about 5.30 every morning and I'll get up immediately. I'll drink some water. Um, I've been doing about 10 to 12 miles on my stationary bike every morning. So I've been very routined on that because I start on the bike around six in the morning. And then that way I have 45 minutes for my ride and then I can shower and then I take my boys to school. Mm -hmm. um, so they just started school right down the street from our house. It's about two blocks away. So my wife and I get to walk them to school every morning, which is very nice. Um, but yeah, so we'll take them to school um, at about seven to 7.30 and then from taking them to school I head straight into the shop which is at my house so my wife and I will hang out for a little bit in the shop and talk and you know just talk about the day or whatever's going on my wife is a hairstylist so she has hours kind of sporadically here and there so we'll hang out when we can and the mornings are always nice because we get to sit and talk and I after that point, I basically plan out the rest of my day. If I haven't done it the day before, I'll plan out my work day because from then on out, it's it's all work um, until around two o'clock and then I get my boys. So I'll pick them up from school every day and they get home and they hang out and do their stuff. I'll usually work till maybe three or four 
maybe around that time. And then it's just I hang out with them. I'll cook dinner and, and do whatever needs to be done with them and homework and all that stuff. Um, and then hang out with the wife for however long. And then depending on the day, uh, we'll either watch something together or hang out or I go back to work and work till maybe 10 or 11 at night. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's dedication. Yeah, I've been pulling in some late 12 and 1 a.m. shifts lately. That's been a little rough. <laughs> oh, wow. It's all worth it in the end, though. It's definitely your work. Yes, I absolutely. I I love what I do and and working for myself, and it never makes it feel like it's actual work. Yeah. So it's just things I have to get done is kind of more how I look at it. Let's talk about what you do, Lex. So Keychain Collective, how did that even come around for you? What made you decide? You know what? I'm going to work for myself, and I'm going to do this as a business. Um, I've always had a entrepreneurial background as a kid. I would, you know, I would, I was into punk rock music and, and stuff like that um, as a teenager. And I've always been into art. I used to paint and draw and all of that. I was in advanced place art classes all through high school. Um, so very artistic my whole life. Uh, my mom was very encouraging for me and my sisters to get into it. So my entire family draws and paints and it, it's very cool. Um, so I would always draw like punk rock bands on leather jackets for my friends and they would pay me. And that was kind of how I made money in like school. And that's how I would pay for the tickets to go to the concerts. Um, So I've always had an entrepreneurial kind of a spirit and always very into music. So I got into making keychains because I was actually right when I turned 18, um, I had started working for a guitar company. And they had used lasers and CNCs to create the guitars and the parts for the guitars. And so from 18, basically till now, I have been in some way involved with lasers or CNC programming, which CNC stands for Computer Numerically Controlled Devices. They're the giant robotic machinery that cuts wood and and metal and whatever else you need to cut, um, depending on what you're doing. Um, much bigger than the lasers I use now. Much, much bigger. But so I did that from 18 on. And while working there, I had noticed what the, the capabilities of these lasers could do. Mm. And I had, you know, my, my entrepreneurial brain starts going off. And I'm like, well, I could do this and this. And I was very into pre-runner trucks, like desert race trucks, the big fiberglass oh, cool. caged you know, monsters that go 100 miles through the desert. Um, I was very into those at the time. And I was building a truck uh, at the time that I had started working because I barely 18, 19 years old, my first real truck, I have some money to spend. So I start building on it. And I had started using the laser to make um, acrylic plastic emblems for the trucks that um, my friends had and that I had. So I was starting to create laser cut plastic pieces for my buddies who had trucks and it kind of turned into one of my friends who actually built my truck my very first truck who built my front end he was doing races and he had asked me if i could make some keychains for him and the other racers so that was how i started making keychains so i had made some acrylic keychains for him and the other racers and then it caught on and i started making more um, keychains and more and more so i always stayed kind of in that industry and this is when I was like 18, 19 years old when I first started doing this. This is before social media, before Facebook or oh. Instagram. You know, this is uh, 2008, 2009. So what I was using was I was just doing sales through forums, internet forums, yep. um, 
who if for whoever remembers forums <laughs> um they're kind of a dying out because of podcast and and yeah. facebook and everything else reddit um but that was how i i started the whole company was it was going through forums and chiming in and, and helping people and sending them emblems and making keychains for the races that other people were part in that's old school that i was, like it yeah yeah so that was how i started all of it and I continued into the music industry for maybe eight years and worked for a couple different companies. Always introduced lasers. I've always done something with lasers because it was very easy to mark and brand things with the machines. Uh, I did that. And then I had started my own company that I ran full time doing same laser stuff, yeah. uh, but more promotional items. I did plastic keychains and bottle openers, uh, phone cases, a lot of different stuff. And at the time, it, I, it just didn't really work because I felt like one, I was very new to business. I didn't really know what I was doing all that well. I had no idea about marketing. Instagram was brand new, brand new. And I, at this point, and I wasn't really familiar. I didn't really know what to do with it. Um, and it was pretty rough. I did, you know, I was very all over the place. I didn't have like a very specific product that I sold. I didn't have something I mastered. I was just trying to make a bunch of everything. Yeah. And I did that for one year and it just didn't work out. So I closed that company. Uh, I ended up going to a shuffleboard company where I was doing programming and engineering for out in Orange County. I did that for over five years. And finally, when COVID hit, I had quit that job to do my keychains full time. So by this time, I had Keychain Collective very part-time, um, maybe eight months before COVID happened. Maybe, eight, yeah, around eight months maybe. And so right when COVID happened, I had quit my job to do this full-time. Wow. And that was basically the real start of, of seeing it grow, being self-employed. Um, so that was the day that COVID hit. Um, I've been self-employed for Keychain Collective. That is so cool. What would you say to anybody who is, say, for example, working a nine to five and they want to either set up a business similar to yours? What would your advice be to them about taking that leap? Uh, find a product that you're passionate about mm -hmm. and go all in on it. If you if you always go towards your passion and you have good intent, it'll work. I, I, I truly believe that. Yeah. I think if you have good intention behind what you're trying to sell mm -hmm. and you're passionate about, it will sell. Like you will be able to sell it. Um, you know, especially like something like me, I'm, I'm in the middle of trying to create a coaching group for people specifically to get involved with lasers and start side hustles and create businesses with these machines. Um, that way, because a lot of people think, you know, that they're too expensive or they're too difficult to use and, and, you have to be, you know, a computer genius to program these things and all that other kind of stuff. And it's just, it's really not like that anymore. At one point, it was a lot more difficult. Running a CNC machine used to be way more, um, you, you know, you would have to write your code out and do all your own math and all this other stuff. Everything is so automated these days that almost anybody could do it, but people just don't know how to do it or they don't know how to take that first step towards it. And by this coaching group that I'm trying to start, I'll be able to help people that already have lasers and people that want lasers. That way they can start making money from home and, you know, maybe supplement some income, maybe grow something passionate they're about to leave that nine to five and grow something they're proud of. 
I like that. That sounds, guys. I'm going to keep in touch with Lex for that because I think that's definitely something anybody who wants to start a business, especially anything similar to Lex, you should go in this course. So, Lex, I'm going to stay in contact with you for that most definitely. Lex, who has, yeah, definitely, who has been some of the most inspiring people in your life? Is there anybody that stands out? Because I know for a fact just from my perspective of things I know that as we go through life the people that we may hang around with can change and as we get as we evolve into the people that we want to become also the people that evolve with us will either stay with us or will leave behind and it's just one of those natural things in life but is there anybody or is there many people in your life that you can say have inspired you and helped you along the way um man personally i don't have many people around me that aspire to achieve what i'm trying to achieve yeah um there's not a lot of entrepreneurs or self-employed people around me most people like family friends don't kind of understand or get what i'm trying to do you know Mm -hmm. they see my business and they see they see it working you know I've, i've been able to do it this long um on my own so um but i think the gravity of what i'm actually trying to do like the business i'm trying to build the people that i'm trying to help i think a lot of people don't understand or realize that i am trying to help people but i have to get to a certain point so i can have the resources to help those people so you know it might come off selfish or it might come off different ways when i don't want to go out to the bar and I don't want to go to the parties or I don't want to go watch a football game or the barbecue because I'm at home working or I'm with my family. Those are just basically, if I'm not working, I'm with my family. And if I'm not working, I'm with my family. Um, And so a lot of people (coughs) maybe don't understand or they don't see that. So you start to lose them as you know, you get, it's not a bad thing. It never has to be a negative thing, but you don't have to surround yourself with those people as much. And I definitely don't have, many friends that I can hang out with and have conversations on those types of level because as soon as we talk money or goals um you know and it's and it's leaps and bounds different than I you know someone might come off as braggy or that you're talking you know that you're you know I want to make millions of dollars and people don't think they're ever going to make millions of dollars but I can't help the amount of people I want to help unless I have millions of dollars true and a lot of People just don't see that. And so you start to fade in and out of relationships. So for me, I've gravitated a lot towards podcasts and coaching groups, uh, masterminds. So I can start to be and consume all that content. I have a few podcasts I listen to very specifically for very specific things. You know, I want to learn how to sell. I listen to Ryan Steumann. I want to learn how to build culture. I listen to Andy Priscilla. You know, I want to learn how to brand build and do scaling. I listen to Sean Whalen. Um, I have specific people that I try to get the free content from until I actually pay for, which I do pay for a lot of content as well. Um, My my mom is inspiring. She's a hard ass worker. Um, she's always worked super, super hard, never gave up. Um, I think I, same with my grandpa, he was a smart worker. My grandpa was very smart, intelligent, Aww. and I feel like their work ethic 
has definitely been instilled into me because there was never an option of giving up in my vocabulary. And whether that's ingrained into me or whether that was from my upbringing with my mom or my grandpa, um, that I'm very thankful for. I think people don't grow up with work ethic around them because, you know, most most parents come home tired, complain about their jobs and then watch TV and go to sleep. And, you know, I'm thankful I didn't really have that. Like my mom would come home tired, but there wasn't complaining. There was no shit talking. It was always get up, you do it again the next day. You know, we we live and you got to work hard. So but but I didn't I don't think I have many inspiring people around me just because I haven't gotten into those personal groups yeah. yet to the people that I'm trying to elevate towards. Um, so now I, I stick to podcasts for now. I have my obviously I have a few friends that I hang out with here and there, but it's pretty limited. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. Sometimes they say the less people you have around you is actually the better because then you only have yeah, a certain I, I, type of energy. Yeah. It's definitely something mm-hmm. that I've learned along the way. So let's talk about business and creativity because <laughs> these two sometimes can be hard to balance. So a lot of people who I've spoken to, Lex, have either said they go really, really deep into the creativity, but then forget about the business. And some people say they go really, really deep into the business and, and you know, forget about the creativity because when they go into the business, it kind of slows down their brain and they're not as creative. What is it like for you? How do you handle creativity and being a business person at the same time? I, I I think that I have a good balance. I don't like to use the word balance. I prefer to say that I leverage my time I between like between what happens. Um, I, I do lean heavy on the business side for sure because ultimately the business side is what feeds your family. True. You know, that's what brings the money in. That's what you have to get done. Um, and for what I do, I mean, there's a lot of business on the back end. I have to do um, – you know, I, I run everything. I do my my invoicing myself, all of my production planning, a hundred percent myself. So trying to balance that and like think that I don't have to do that at times is, it's it kind of just can't. Uh, one thing that I do try to do that I'm I think I'm pretty good at is I tend to have creative days. You know, there's you could, you could have an admin day where you're doing nothing but emails, computer work, all yeah. of the stuff that's you know, on the screen. And then you can have a creative day where you can make something new or do a design or, you know, for, and for what I do, I use photo, I use Adobe Illustrator every day of my life for designs and artwork. So when I'm feeling that I want to be creative or I feel like maybe something's not right, like I'm just not, like my energy isn't, you know, aligned correctly. I don't yeah. feel like I'm being creative. I'll just make something, you know, sometimes like I'll make a, I made a, I wasn't feeling, you know, I was kind of feeling down. I wanted to make something. So I designed these really nice air leather air tags, you know, something, Mm -hmm. something that I can kind of do, um, or I'll make a new logo for something or try to do something creative. That's not entirely business, but when you're self-employed, kind of everything you do ties into business unless it's, you know, unless it's just that far away from it. But me, my, my company specifically, you know, I make keychains. I'm revolved around lasers, design work, 
tattoo artists, uh, race car guys. Like I'm around all the industries that I'm very passionate and into myself. So my business is very easy to be creative into. But, you know, if I was starting an accounting firm or mm -hmm. something like that, it might be a little bit harder to balance a creativity mindset. So that is really when you would have to dedicate time as a hobby or, you know, you want to build that car or motorcycle or go surfing or do any of those things that are on the creative side when you can. Uh, I'm thankful and fortunate that my company, because of what I do, rolls very well into the creative side of my life. Yeah, I totally love that. That's, but that's something quite unique as well, because my next question actually ties into this one. So if I was a client or a customer and I came up to you, Lex, what are some good questions to ask people like yourself about what you doing, how you do it and how you express yourself in doing it? What are Because if someone was going to yourself or even another client, what are some good questions to ask about your product and how you do it? Um, most of the questions I really get are like the durability yeah. uh, because I offer wood keychains as well as leather keychains and Which I just awesome. started offering plastic keychains. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, a lot, most of the questions that I personally get, it's a lot of the, you know, and because I'm a smaller business, people know that I run my machines out of my house. I get a lot of questions about asking about the background of the company because it's still very small. Um, so it's, it's nice to still get those um, those kinds of questions in, but the oh sorry, I, we can edit that part out. Yeah. But uh, the, the, yeah, so quest, questions that clients would give me are mainly the quality of everything. Um, but I'm I'm a wholesaler also, yeah. so you know when my clients approach me, they're mainly you know what's the best price point. Uh, what's the lead time and what are my options? Uh, it doesn't go too much into that, mostly because it's a very simple process I've created. So a client would send me their logo and then I edit it to fit onto the keychain and I do everything on the computer. And then I would send them a mock-up for approval. So once they see their logo on the keychain in the layout that I've created, they say yes or no. And depending on that answer is whether it goes into production or whether I make any revisions to that mock-up. Yeah. But once it's approved, then it's basically just what colors do you want or what kind of wood is it? And I, you know, I always take content of the video of the lasers cutting them and the pictures and things like that as well. So I like to keep my clients very up to date with um, the content that's getting made. That sounds pretty cool. One thing I've always, I don't know if you would agree with me, but I always find that people who have smaller companies, there's a certain love that they give their product that a larger oh, yeah. corporation doesn't. And then sometimes you can definitely see the quality difference in that. I don't know if you agree with me, Lex, but it's just that something that I've seen that's also made a difference from where I would buy my stuff or who I would go to as a person because the love is inside the product rather than a big not saying a big corporation can't do it but i've just noticed that when a big corporation does get to that level they can't pay as much attention to the product as they would like to so yeah. oh 100 percent. i i completely agree with that so yeah i can't wait for you to get big though most definitely <laughs> oh I'm, I'm excited as well. Yeah, me too, definitely. So let's talk about when was the last time 
you felt totally at peace with yourself in what you do, but also just in life in general? Has there been any moments that stand out for you where peace has come to you and you think, you know what, this is a moment I'm going to, I'm going to savor? Honestly, I'm, I, I, I think I'm a very peaceful person. I, I think I'm a very that. at peace kind of a guy. Um, I, I think I'm like, I, I do a lot of meditation stuff. I do a lot of, um, you know, I, I sit and I think and I do the cold showers and I work uh-huh. very hard on my energy and, um, you know, I do manifestation type of stuff. Um, I love all of that. And, you know, being enlightened and being into those grooves, you know, I, I almost try to rebalance my energy or my peace daily. So I, I really do think that I'm always at peace. Um, I mean, I get stressed out, you know, I, I'm a business owner, you know, a small uh-huh. business owner, it's, it's small, but it's still stressful. Um, especially this, this year itself has been just very stressful with the growing pains and the scaling and, you know, I got a hiring and things like that. So it's the, but even still the stress doesn't make me less at peace. It just kind of clouds it for a second until I yeah. kind of recenter and, and figure it out. Um, I can't think of a time that I was very at peace. I mean, there's been times in the, in the business, which, you know, this, this last three years have been very big in my growing. I'm not the same guy I was three years ago for sure. Um, so in all of that growing, I mean, there's times where I've hit milestones that are like emotional to where that's, that's a definite, like more peaceful kind of a time where I feel, you know, I, I wanted, I set a goal, I made a goal, I crushed a goal. All of those kinds of things have been very, um, very peaceful to me. Um, It's been crazy to see just how it's kind of gone through. And with, you know, the company being basically my life the last few years, I can't, you know, that that's really how the peace and the stress have kind of coincided with all of it. (laughs) I know how that feels. I definitely know how that feels. What is some of the best advice that you have ever received, Lex? Is there anybody that's given you, and I'm sure there's many, but. Is there anything that ever stands out to you where you can say this advice really helped me or this advice made me think or is there anybody that gave you good advice in your life that you carry with you? Um, I have, there's this one memory, this one time that I have from my very first boss um, at the guitar company. And I don't know if it's, you know, some could see it as a negative thing. And I definitely saw it as a negative when it happened Mm -hmm. but what my old boss had said to me was so at the time i didn't like now i can actually look on it and realize how often i think about those things um and this one always comes to mind because at one point i was maybe 19 or 20 at the time and you know i was basically running a lot of his company at this young age i had a couple guys underneath me I was doing the guitar pickups and holding on to production, just, you know, crushing it in, in this guy's company. And, and this is total just arrogant, you know, I, I, you know, thinking I know everything kind of, you know, 20 year old kid. Um, and I remember him and I getting into an argument. I'm pretty sure I was asking for more money or something like that. And 
I remember him telling me, for he, he said to me, Alex, he said, you're smart, but don't ever think you're as smart as you think you are. Or I, I think I butchered it. But it was something along those lines of you're not as smart as you always think that you are. Yeah. And for me, you know, I, I like to think that I am intelligent. I like to pick up things. I'm a quick learner. So for me to do as much as I thought that I was doing and then to be kind of get knocked back down uh, to reality and be told something like that, it's always stuck with me. And it always brings me back to where if I'm trying to achieve or I'm trying to do something or build something you know, my way might not always be the right way. And it's always helped me to learn and listen to other people as well. Like, you know, trying to do something or even learning from other coaches, learning from people who have done what I'm trying to achieve. Um, If I didn't have the mentality that I don't know everything that I know, I would never be willing to listen to somebody else or be willing to take that coaching or be willing to expand my mind to try to understand different concepts and these last like i said these last few years of really opening up my just everything to everything um i still come back to him telling me that see i can't wait for you to be a coach because i have a feeling that you're gonna get a reflection of you maybe there might be that kid who does a similar thing who will do a similar thing and now you can pass that advice onto them which is going to be so cool to actually see that so i'm going to look forward to you telling me you know what savia yeah they came they came they got through i like that so yeah (laughs) so i always say that music has such an empowering and inspiring energy upon us so my question for you alex is is there a song in your life that you would say is the soundtrack to your life and what song would it be and why if you could pick one i i have this extremely vibrant imagery of the first time that i had heard uh, a talking head song called this is the place and that song no matter what situation I'm in, that song can play and it will put me back in that recentered focus. Mm. Just I'm alive. Life must be okay. Yes. And that song always takes me there. I, 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 I've been around music my entire life. My grandpa played music. I instantly went into the music industry when I was 18 for eight years um i'm still around music date you know all the time and you know i agree completely i think music and it has such a a a important spot in, in everyone's life and i think everyone either has or needs to have at least that one song that just recenters that's definitely true i'm gonna listen to that song too now you made me intrigued to listen to that song so could you tell us if there was ever a time where you felt like you wanted to give up, and I feel this question is important because we all go through this at some times in our life, and I know you've touched based on it a little bit, but I'd love for you to talk. Has there been a time where you wanted to give up on what you were doing because you felt that it was not going in the direction that you wanted it to go in? what would you say to anybody who is feeling like this at the moment? Because I feel, especially right now, 
there are so many things going on in the world and sometimes our mental health or just our minds in general just wander into places that we don't even know whether or not we're going to come out from. What would your advice be to those people? My advice would be to just don't stop. Don't stop. Um, I mean, that's it's, it sounds so simple because yeah. it is that simple. You know, if you don't stop, it'll work. If, if your intention is in the right direction yes. and you don't stop and you continue to show gratitude, you continue to do the small things that make the impact, you continue to work on yourself in the in the in a selfish level to where you can get out of those feelings and get out of that wanting to quit mentality um i I just think that not stopping and getting and and i being able to identify that you're having those feelings is huge as well yes like you said the world is the world is crazy um small businesses are going under like crazy everything's getting more expensive your dollar isn't worth the same i'm in california it's not good right now (laughs) a lot of people are being impacted our groceries are literally twice as much um it's very bad for people on you know specific income levels um you know i we do well with my company and i've been affected completely i'm 30 to 40 percent down this year than i was last year which is pretty bad in a in a small business like this and i don't know if there was ever a time there was there was never a time that I wanted to quit or thought about giving up on Keychain Collective, but there was a very quick moment where I had actually taken a consulting job at a CNC company for um, for their engineering side. And I had taken this job because sales were getting slow. I was stressing out. Things were getting late. You know, bills were not getting paid because... I had to reinvest in the material or I was trying to pay for something else, you know, the overhead with the company, you know, things like that. And I never wanted to quit, but I did think of a pivot. So by me taking this consulting position, I was kind of able to pivot and collect some income and work on what I needed to work on that way. I could get back to what was important, which I ended. I did end up leaving that position um, shortly after I started, just because I, my heart was not there. You know, being self-employed for three years, then having to work for somebody was definitely a little bit rough. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest issues was not feeling valued in a in a company that you know, because I I know what I can do and I know what my company's done and I know how core culture and things can be so like I said it was never a I'm gonna quit it was I'm gonna pivot and work my ass off to get to a spot to where I can focus on what I know I need to focus on and I never wanted to quit and it was really difficult uh, but I ended up you know kind of coming out from it a lot more on top I had kind of Taking this, I had to take a step back from keychains because I physically just was not in the shop as much. And I had to start looking at things maybe a little bit wider, a little bit more outside. And when I left that other position and coming back to doing Keychain Collective full-time, the first day back where it was a whole day, like a whole Monday, you know, it felt like the first time I had left my first job. And it kind of revitalized and almost uh, re- it kind of 
told me again that what I'm doing is right. It yeah. felt correct then. And if I would have quit, I would have never have done that. And right now the company is doing great. I'm having, I'm having great sales back. You know, my, my clients are coming back and, and everything's just been working out really mm -hmm. well. But if I would have quit or if I would have slowed down on Keychain Collective, like none of that would have happened. And mm -hmm. I think people, that people think putting a year in is long enough or even two years is long enough mm -hmm. and as soon as they hit a hard time they're done but on top of that if you want to expand on that even more if you're passionate about what you do you're never going to want to quit that's true because if you're passionate about it and you're not making the money you're still enjoying what you're doing exactly. you know that you're still you're still loving you're still waking up excited mm -hmm. but if you don't want to be you know if, if you don't want to be a woodworker and you got to go woodworking every day and it's slow all of that compounding is going to turn into depression it's going to turn into anxiety it's going to turn into you not wanting to do what you have to do and if that's your only source of income it's going to get really tough if you quit yeah. you know and i think that's really i think that's a lot of people's problems right now is everybody wants to quit before they see the gratification and everybody wants instant gratification so when they don't see that and they're not passionate about it, then they're done. But if they would have maybe held on a little bit longer or if they were a little bit more passionate about what they were doing, they could have waited and maybe got that deal that was that life-changing deal or that life-changing exposure or something that puts them and their family in a position that they've dreamed about, but they quit too early to know. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely, I think one of the other ones, I think, Alex is people have resentment but also one of the other things again is I think that social media plays a huge part because people see it there and then they want it now but they don't realize yeah. the 10 years of work that you have been doing and striving and struggling like you're saying to be where you are now and it's funny because people will like all the likes in the world when you're with someone who's a celebrity or when you're at that status bar. But yeah. when you're first starting out, you don't get those likes. And you are right. No, all it takes it's true. And all it takes is one person, and I mean literally one person, to hear you, see you, believe in you, and help you. Yeah? For you yeah. to get to where you want to get to. And you will get there if you have that belief. So I'm so glad you said that. I am so glad you said that. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, people see people can see where my business is at now and it's not it's not big by any means. I you know, I, I we do well and for the time that I've had it, it seems like, you know, three years to be in a low to mid six figures mm -hmm. is pretty quick, you know, for, for less than three years. Um, you know, less than three years I'll it's 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 exciting. And everything you can see my social media and I put a lot of what I do on social media like my day-to-day -day, and that's very authentic that is really my day-to-day yeah. -day and all of that um, but you know nobody sees when I was 20 19 or 20 learning how to use the lasers on these big different ones where I had to pay to use it outside of my out like the regular work hours I used to have to pay to use the laser just so I could learn and this was when I was 18 so this is 2007 this is a long time ago and I've always stayed in the laser and CNC industries. And so no, you know, people might see keychain collective for the last two years and you know, Oh, they might see my house or my cars or, 
you know, my shop, all the equipment that I have, things like that on a more materialistic level. But nobody sees when I was, you know, 19 on a forum trying to sell an emblem that I made with a laser yeah. before there was social media or, you know, driving the commuting I used to have to do and then do keychains on the side. You know, when I first started doing this, I was driving to Orange County daily and I would be working till 11 at night on keychains and then I'd have to wake up at three in the morning just to drive to my day job and then come home and I had two boys and my wife and it was very difficult. None of that was really on social media because that was the very beginning of all of it. But even still, you know, people see that people see what on social media and they don't realize how many hours they don't realize the time the the all of the stuff i've missed the kids parties the other family events that i miss so i can continue to work and continue to build on this and the other on, on top of that as well you know people see social media and they're like oh this guy's got a new car or this person is doing this but they're just working their nine to five and then going home and watching netflix all day waking yeah. up and doing it the next day and then complaining about it and so it puts a bad connotation on, on the people who are you know actively working towards those goals you know people don't don't want to put in the work and if they do they quit too early so you have those two giant factors that are probably the biggest reasons for such a low success in the entrepreneur world right now That's i true. think it's like a three percent I think it's three yeah. percent of everyone and you know, every entrepreneur is successful with a business that lasts longer than two years. Most businesses don't last one to two years right now, and it's because everybody quits. I think they see everyone else on social media and their new Lamborghinis and Ferraris and whatever else, and they think, "Oh, I want that. I should have that in six months if I work hard enough." But they don't know that guy spent ten years building yep. something, fifteen years to get it. The, the assets able to put those investments away to where you have a passive income that are paying for those vehicles because nobody wants to dive into it and nobody wants to put the work in. So then as soon as they put the six months in, they want to quit. And that's just, I mean, that's a whole testament to society these days too, in America, but uh, <laughs> um, it's, that's how it is. I remember one guy was saying um, on social media, actually, I was just randomly going through and he said it took him seven years to get to at least a standard level where he felt like he was actually getting somewhere. And yeah, I believe it. So I was like, yeah, that is, you, uh, yeah. Yeah, if you ever listen to Andy Brasella, he talks, he, he didn't make any money i think the first seven years of business see and he never stopped he never stopped he kept doing it if something didn't work he figured out how to switch it and, and build culture that way and you know this is how to talk to employees this is how to not talk to employees like and that. this is how you build together and this is how you don't build together and he's been building the this his crazy business and he's you know he's going to be a billionaire and it's just you know he's he's wiping out Nike right now and it's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> oh man! So Alex, I've only got two more for you, and my second to last one actually lets me know a lot about someone just from the question itself. But I get some really brilliant answers. So my question is: When you feel, and only when you feel, like you have done enough in the world. 
What do you believe you would like your legacy to be and how you would like people to see you or view you when you decide that you've had enough and you feel like you're done? I think I would like to be remembered as somebody that was able to help others improve their lives. Um, Getting to a point to where I can start those coaching groups and I can talk maybe more. Um, I don't think I have the craziest story, but I think I have enough of a story to inspire people to work a little harder, maybe bet on themselves a little bit more. And if I can do anything to kind of help facilitate that, even in the way of helping others get these machines to maybe build their dreams, or I can help someone find out what they're passionate about and build a, a monetary product around it so they can create income. And maybe that three, five hundred, a thousand dollars extra a month I can help them make. Maybe that helps their family in, yeah. in, in so many ways. And I would like to be remembered as someone that was able to do that for others and really use what I've learned through this time to help other people get there maybe quicker. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I plan to have uh, quite a few companies. Uh, Keychain Collective will probably be the biggest one that I right. hope to give to my kids uh, one day or, you know, however that pans out. I do plan on creating businesses so I can sell them um, and use that money to help invest into other things that I can help other people with, mainly growing the coaching and being able to even in-house finance or supply equipment to those who maybe can't get it on their own or don't have the money to start, but they have a good idea. I'd like to be in a spot to where I can help them even on the financial side of that. Cause I never had help. I, no one ever gave me a dime for anything ever. Um, so getting my machines and getting my stuff, I'm no loans. I'm completely bootstrapped. Everything is a hundred percent myself. And I know that if someone would have been like, Hey, here's a thousand dollars or here's $2,000 for, for anything. They could have been life changing for me. It could have been, you know, taking years off of my my growth for knowledge or being able to get to where I can live a comfortable life. And if I can do that for even one person or, you know, multiple people, uh, that's I would like to be remembered to be something like that. Obviously, I want to be remembered as a father and a husband. And I I cherish that. And I'm very prideful on my family and my wife and my boys. and I know that I leave an impact on them daily. I know that I am doing everything I can for their lives. And I would just like the scope of it to be that I helped more than my family. Cause, cause every man is supposed to do what they can and provide for their family. That's what, that's what you have to do. That's what you do. So being able to do that and provide help and teach others outside of that is, is what I would prefer to be, you know, not prefer, but I would like to be remembered for, for those those are some awesome things to be remembered right so i'm definitely with you on that one lex my final question for you and this is where i want you to tell everyone where they can find you if they would like to get in contact with you if they want to see your business if they want to ask you any questions where can they find you So my website is just www.keychaincollective.com. I have all my products are mainly on that. Um, I'm most active on my Instagram, which is at keychain.collective underscore, as well as my personal page is at 
KC underscore underscore LEX. And if you any if anyone has any questions on starting a company with the laser or want to get involved with the laser or branding or any of the things I've talked about, you can shoot me a DM on either of those accounts and it'll be the answer. I like that. I like that. Lex, this is where I have the utmost gratitude and humbleness to say thank you so much for coming on the show, for talking about what you do, being open and honest. But more than ever, your calmness is absolutely amazing. I love it. It's so cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. I'm super glad you asked me. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So am I. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Ask People podcast. And please remember, you can subscribe and leave us a review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and any other platform that you prefer listening to. Please also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also donate to the Ask People podcast by simply going to the Savvy Rocks website or just typing in paypal.me forward slash Us People podcast. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay happy, stay positive, and as always, please continue to be kind to one another. I need a solution. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with her. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with confusion. Yeah, I'm done. I need a solution. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. I protect my energy and peace of mind. Gotta keep my energy and peace of mind. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. People say that having a peace of mind is trying to find a consistency of calmness within ourselves to crave for a clarity that drives us through our emotional journey of life to never let a person's judgment manifest into a fear inside of us learning to believe in our ability to shine through the darkest moments and tunnels when we cannot see the light patience being our light for forgiveness and strength to believe in our destiny if you want real peace of mind one needs to stop fighting their inner thoughts and embrace them with love because love is the most amazing and beautiful strength that we have to conquer our peace of mind make your thoughts impact a nation by keeping them true and honest especially to yourself but make your peace of mind protect you when you don't have strength to embrace anything else find your peace of mind by listening to your heart peace of mind gotta keep my energy and peace of mind i protect my energy and peace of mind gotta keep my yeah, that's the point. You know, I, I want to talk to these people who want to be millionaires, but they're not talking to a millionaire. Like, I'm on my way. You know, I'm trying to, like, I'm, I'm trying to get there. So I feel like it's definitely more resonating to somebody uh, around like that.